You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. At the 10-yard line, second and eight. Three wide receivers now in motion as Bumpus left to right. Julius Jones with single setback. Matt Pump fakes, looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Powered by Seahawks.com. What's up, folks? This is Hawk Talk Preview Edition of Week 15. The Seahawks are playing the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. 10 a.m. start as usual. This is Michael Bumpus along with my producer, Nasa Choby. Before we hop into the specifics, here's your injury update. Thanks, Michael. Head coach Pete Carroll, he stepped up to the podium this week as he does each and every week and gave us some updates on some guys that are banged up from the Rams game and a couple other guys trying to get back in action this week. First, starting with Ziggy Ansah. Uh, Ziggy's practicing today. Um, he's got a chance, real good chance to, to be okay, uh, but he has to still prove it. You know, it's, it's a strength issue right now. Michael Kendricks, how, uh, what's his status for this week? Uh, he, he ran uh, yesterday, and, and I think he's going again today. He won't practice today, um, so we have to wait and see all the way to the end of the week if he can make it back. How about uh, Jadavian? Uh, he's sick today. Yeah, he's, he got the flu thing. It finally hit him. With Rashad, is there any more damage beyond just the ACL? Um, there's some other stuff that they'll look at when they get in there. They are going to do surgery. Uh, he will have surgery. And uh, um, so we'll, you know, that he's not going in immediately. They're going to let it quiet down before they do that. It's a long haul to get him back. So uh, we're going to take all the right precautions to make sure we start start the process at the right time. But. Um, they got to get in there and find out what's going on. But it's an ACL uh, damage that, that mainly they're concerned with. What did you think of how Cody Barton played, and is he going to be healthy then? Yeah, he, uh, Cody's going today. I um, mean, you know, he's a little get a little banged up in the game, but he came back and, and got back in. He is just kind of like denying being hurt. I mean, it's just not even – it's not there. So. All right, Michael, let's hop into the Seahawks. Week 15 opponent, that's like you mentioned, the Carolina Panthers. They've kind of struggled as of late. They are currently on a five-game losing streak. And last week, they dropped one 40-20 against the Atlanta Falcons. they got to be alert for pressure here. Here it comes. Yep, Ryan from the pocket, going to take the shot. Zacchaeus is out there. Alamade's first professional catch. He breaks away. And Alamade Zacchaeus is going to go to the house 93 yards. Unbelievable. Dante Jackson got caught in the dust. Well, they got they came with a sellout blitz, zero coverage, and Alamade Zacchaeus, the all-time leading receiver in Virginia history, finally gets clean and finally gets an opportunity to be put up the bat. And the rookie delivers big time. Unbelievable. The first professional catch of Alamade Zacchaeus' career is a 93-yard touchdown. <laughs> well, it didn't, uh, it didn't go the Falcons' way last week. That was a 93-yard touchdown. Uh, the game wasn't that close, Michael. What did you see from him? Um, it wasn't that close. It was 13-10 at halftime, but then it got out of hand pretty quickly. The Panthers scored 27-3 in the second half before a late garbage-time touchdown. Um, the Panthers just don't look very solid right now. Matt Ryan balled out. He went 20 for 34, 313 yards and two touchdowns. Matt Ryan continues to put up big numbers. He doesn't have a great season, but he's always a threat. He showed that he's still a threat against the Carolina Panthers last week. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the Atlanta kind of showed that they're still a good football team. They still got good talent. I mean, obviously, they've gone through a lot of their struggles. It's kind of resurrected the second half of the season, so that's good to see for Dan Quinn. They're up to four wins on the year, and hopefully can spoil some of the other NFC teams, which we'll get into a little bit later, but Panthers weren't able to get it done. Yes, sir. Freeman rushed for 84 yards and one touchdown, but the one positive for the Panthers, which seems to be every single week the mm-hmm. positive, is Mr. Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey had 11 carries, 53 yards, 11 receptions for 83 yards. Also, Panther QB Kyle Allen was 28 for 41, 293 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Kyle Allen started off hot, kind of like that beginner's luck, I want to say. And then bit. eventually the NFL catches on, you get film on a guy, and you learn how to beat him. Yeah, it's hard, man. It's hard. Like you said, there was a lot of talk about him early on in the year. They won their first five games, and like you said, it's a, it's hard to win the NFL, man. Once people got tape on you, there's so many skilled defensive coordinators and coaching staff. So, yeah, tough break for them. But, Michael, let's jump into key matchups. You mentioned it earlier. Do it all running back. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, if he was playing on a different team and maybe if he played a different position, he would be – for sure in the mix for MVP. Yeah, he would for sure be in the mix. I asked you before we started this, when's the last time a running back won the MVP? I want to say it was Adrian Peterson. If this guy was on a better team, he probably would be in the running right now. This guy has 1,200 yards, 12 touchdowns, 86 receptions for 726 yards, and four touchdowns. He's without question the most talented player on the Panthers roster how do you stop this guy? You don't stop him. You just hope to contain him. You limit his his touches as a receiver. He's going to get his touches at running back. Just try to stop the big play. The last time the Seahawks played this guy, he went off. You got to keep him contained this week. Well, yeah, and like you said, contain is a, is a good word because you're not going to stop him. They, the Panthers know who their best player is. They're going to put the ball in his hands at least 20 times. At least 20 times, 20 to 25, if it's a good game for them and things are going the way, maybe even more so. He's going to have the ball in his hand, so it's what you do in those moments. What scares me about him, obviously, he's a talented runner, but 11 receptions of running back. He's just a nightmare out there, man. Yeah, he's a nightmare. I see him being lined up in a slot. Kendrick's is going to have his hands full. Maduga's going to come down and try to guard him. And then out the backfield as well. That's where it really gets tricky, where Kyle Allen drops back into a pass drop. You hit a little swing route. Now you got to be sure tackles in the open field, and he's slippery. It's going to be a tough matchup, but I think these guys are up for the challenge. The next matchup, Kyle Allen versus the Seahawks defense. Kyle Allen has 2,700 yards, 16 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He will throw some good footballs. He will toss them up, up for grabs. This defense, minus the Rams game, has been playing pretty good. Actually, in the secondary, they played okay last week with yep. Quandre coming down with, a, with having two picks. So, let's see if we get a couple more this week. Yeah, and you alluded to it earlier, Kyle Allen. So, he won his first four games through seven touchdowns and no picks in those first four games. That was the key to their success early on. After that, since then, the Panthers are 1-6, and in that span, Allen has nine touchdowns but 12 interceptions. And on top of that, he's been sacked 44 times. 44 times. Let's get after him. No sacks last week against Jared Goff. Pin your ears back. Get after this young man. The next matchup, Panthers wide receivers and tight ends versus Seahawks secondary. Now, this second-year kid, DJ Moore, has been a big surprise for this Panther offense. He has 78 receptions, 1,000 yards, and four touchdowns. Another matchup, Curtis Samuel also is having a nice season with 45 receptions, 556 yards, and five touchdowns. And then you can't forget the OG, 
Greg Olson, 48 receptions, 552 yards, and two touchdowns. I still, you know, he's the type of guy that'll make you draft him in fantasy just because you know. You know that name, production, he's going to deliver, man. He's going to put up some points every every now and then. He's not having the touchdown totals that he would like, but he's sure-handed. He's reliable. He set out last week. He's going to be healthy this week. The next matchup, Chris Carson versus the Panthers. Front seven. What can you say about Chris Carson? He went over a thousand yard mark for the second time in his career. He's the first running back to do that to go back to back a thousand yard season since guess who? Marshawn Lynch. I mean, it's hats off to Chris Carson, man. I mean, I know uh, at times this year his name's kind of been dragged through the mud with some of the fumbling issues, but that man is Mister Consistent. If you want to tackle that man, make sure on Monday you you, you consult with your training staff. <laughs> you got all the stuff you need to do. Hit the cold tub. Get your game ready. All because you're gonna need it, man. Because if, if you're a DB coming up, linebacker, defensive lineman, it doesn't matter. Chris Carson's gonna make you pay, and he's just so consistent, man. And it's really disappointing against the Rams because he was running the ball well. Yeah. If we didn't get behind in the game to get away from us, he was probably gonna go. For for, you know, over 100 yards once again. But it's, it's good to see the consistency with him in that physical nature, especially because for a couple of years there, we didn't have that at that position. So it's good to see Chris bring that back. Yeah, and he's going to have to carry the load, especially with Rashad Penny being out. We do have C.J. Size. I expect to see a little bit more of Travis Homer. But end of the day, number 32 is going to get the job done. On the season, Carson has carried the ball 246 times for over 1,000 yards and five touchdowns. He's also caught 35 passes for 242 yards and two more touchdowns. Not quite the receiving threat that McCaffrey is, but he can get it done as well. The Panthers has also had a really hard time stopping the run. They rank 29th in the NFL in run defense, allowing 139 yards per game. Needless to say, we expect Carson to have a great day. Yeah, I mean, of all the matches we talked about, there's a lot of key things in the game, but that's the matchup where I think the Seahawks have a clear advantage and where they're going to take step up. I mean, we've... The Seahawks have been able to run the ball against teams that stop the run. That's what they do. So if we can do it against them, we can probably do that against the Cardinals or, excuse me, the Panthers. So look for Chris Carson to have a big day for sure. He should have a big day. And if he does have a big day, which he should, that'll open up the pass game. Everyone's asking, what's going on with the pass game? I say that you have to establish the run to open up the pass game, and then you can't get down. You can't get down late. That's not what the Hawks do. They don't want to air it out 30 to 40 times. It's all predicated on the run game. So now the NFC playoff pitcher, division leaders, got the 49ers, boo, 11 and 2. You got the Packers at 10 and 3, the Saints at 10 and 3, and then the Cowboys, division leaders at 6 and 7. Not pretty, but they are division leaders, and uh, they can get a first-round bye. <laughs> well, here's the deal, man. Uh, there's a lot of talk about the Cowboys in the NFC East, but, you know, it is what it is. We, we all know the rules. We all know you win the division, you get a home playoff game, and someone's going to win that division. But here's the deal. The Seahawks have benefited that at one point. Yep. We, we know the drill as well, and just kind of get you guys caught up on the scenarios for this week, okay? The only thing we know still with three games to play is the Saints. They've clinched the NFC South. They're playing for a first-round bye, uh, whether they're one or the two seed. The Packers now, they're 10-3 going against the Bears at 7-6. and six. They can clinch a playoff berth with a win or a Rams loss or tie. They can also tie, and the Rams can lose. Obviously, ties are pretty rare, but they have happened. They <laughs> yeah, have happened the last couple of years. That's so true. It's a possibility. The San Francisco 49ers, the other team in our division, they're 11-2, taking on those Atlanta Falcons who just looked good at one, another game on offense against the Panthers. So now the 49ers can clinch a playoff berth with a win, winner tie, just straight up, winner tie. They can also clinch with a Rams loss or tie. They can clinch with a Minnesota loss plus a Green Bay loss, okay? Now the home team, the team you root for, the Seattle Seahawks, 10-3, 
Uh, they still have everything they want to do on the table moving forward. But in terms of this weekend, to check it off, say you are guaranteed to go into the playoffs, they clinch a berth with a win in a Rams loss or tie, a Seahawks win in a Minnesota loss, or a Seahawks win, a Green Bay loss, or a Minnesota tie, now starting to get messy, <laughs> and then a Seattle tie or a Rams loss. So pretty much take care of your business if you're the Seahawks, like I know they're going to do. Uh you, you take care of what you need to do and you win, and then to get in, clinch this week, you'll need a little help from either the Rams or Minnesota or Green Bay. But if they take care of business, they'll put themselves in great shape for the last two weeks of the year, obviously, as they're still trying to win that NFC West crown. Let me go up and correct myself. I said Cowboys first-round by negative. There's no way they're getting the first-round by. I don't know what I was thinking there. But the Seattle Seahawks just win. Take care of business. Do what it is you have to do, and this is how they're going to do it, the path to victory. Get back to who you are. Run the ball. Prove to everyone that the Rams game is behind you. You hear the narrative of the players. They thought maybe they came in a little too confident. Maybe they thought they can just show up. And sometimes you need to get hit in the chin so you can get refocused and realize, realize that this is the NFL. Phil, and you got to come out every single mm-hmm. week and play good football. Yeah, you obviously, and and I heard that narrative, and I, I know Shaquille said some stuff. Tyler did as well, and I don't think people should take it to the sense of like they came in thinking, like, "Hey, if we just show up, we're going to win." Yeah, but it's just something about being a competitor and athlete that sometimes you do need to get punched in the face. And obviously, Michael, you've been a head coach; you'd obviously love to learn lessons in wins. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> everyone goes out there and tries to win games, but they didn't do that, and that's the best. That's the best outlook for me as a to watch the players have that aspect of like, hey, maybe we needed this to kind of get there, sharpen that axe, and get ready to go for this stretch run. Yeah, and the fact that they're aware of it, and you listen to them talk after the game, it wasn't. They didn't seem down on themselves. No. It seemed like they knew exactly what happened and they knew exactly what they need to correct it. So a team that's aware of their flaws um, makes me feel confident going forward, especially when you got to go to the East. Um, you got an early game, a 10, 10 a.m. start. Um, everyone's locked in. They're going to be focused, ready to go. And I expect Russell Wilson to come out and have a great game. Uh, they got to come out with a sense of urgency on defense. Let's not have an adjustment period. Forget the adjustment period. Just come out and do what you have to do. Get to the quarterback, play solid at the corner spot, and then offensively run the dang football. Also, do what you can to contain Christian McCaffrey. He'll make a lot of plays, but don't let him beat you. There can't be that 80-yard touchdown, nope. that 70-yard yep. yes. touchdown. He can't have 250, 250 <laughs> yeah. total yards. Like We get it. This guy is a baller, but this defense has shown that they can play solid football and they can stop guys. Yeah, and like you said, that you can't, you can't, the explosives. You can't give up a lot of explosive plays. That's something that Pete Carroll and this defense measures. You want to limit the explosive plays. You can't have runs and passes over 15 yards. McCaffrey, the last couple games has been slowed in the running game, and I think a lot of that might be predicated that they've been behind. So they've, had, and he's obviously threatened the pass game. But yeah, contain him, contain him to under 100 yards rushing, contain him to under 70 yards passing without the big explosive play. It's going to look good for the Hawks. It's going to look good. Finish the year seven and one on the road. That would be the best road record in team history. Now, last week was a little bit of a letdown, but I have to remind people they're six and zero on the road. You know how hard it is oh to go undefeated on the road. I don't want to say it was bound to happen, but it makes sense that there was a letdown game and things like that happen. Now let's bounce back and get this road flavor going again. I mean, when you when you start the season, even good teams are like, hey, if we can split on the road, that will be great. Handle business home, split on the road. The fact that they're 6-1 is obviously a crazy stat because it's never, ever happened in the franchise history. And there have been some really good football teams, obviously, in 2013, 14, 2005. Plenty of good teams. They've never done it. It would be cool to see this team be the first one to do it. 
Be the first to do it 7-1 on the road and then come home and take care of business with the Cardinals and the 49ers. But first, you got to take care of business in Carolina against Cal Allen and the rest of the gang. That's the preview, folks. As usual, this is Michael Bumpus along with my guy, my producer, Nasser Toby. The Seahawks going to Carolina. 10 a.m. start. Wake up early. Get your popcorn. Should be a great one. Thanks for listening.